Amazing. I could see. <laughs> it's funny because I'm actually talking about stubbornness today and um, I was pretty stubborn to get glasses. Was anyone else stubborn that way? Not because, you know, I didn't want to have to wear glasses, but they're so annoying. Like, you've got to go and grab them and take them everywhere and if you don't have them, you're sort of staring really hard at stuff to understand stuff. But it's like, I just didn't want them. <laughs> Can anyone identify with that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Stubbornness, eh? It's a bad thing to have, guys. Stubbornness. And I wanted to talk this morning a little bit about what it can be when we're stubborn, how amazingly dangerous that is to our faith and receiving things from God, but also just in our relationships in general, how we, how we uh, react to people around us. I don't know if you've ever seen a, a stubborn animal. My little dog, she's only this big, thank goodness. But she'll run off sometimes. You go, Shelby, stop. Stop, come back, come back. And she just keeps walking away. It's like she's definitely, she can hear you, I know that for sure. But she chooses not to hear. So you get over to her and you're like, that's it, Shelby. Sit down. And she sits down and she doesn't move. And it's like, come on. And she just sits there like a rock, stubborn as anything. There's people that we meet a little bit like that in life that are just stubborn. I I remember myself, there's one particular worker we had when I was a tree lopper and he seemed to be just a little bit stubborn. (laughs) Didn't want to do what he was asked. Not my finest day, I must admit, but I remember being up a tree and in the wet season, so I must have been around about now, it was built up. There's lots of green ants, the tree was horrible, I was up the top and cutting trees down and down below with the crew cleaning up the stuff and we had a trailer and he was loading it, everyone was loading it but every now and then you have to jump up on the trailer and press it down to make sure you can get more on and I was up there and I could see him and I said, uh, let's change the name to, uh, I don't know, what's a good name, Jeremy, there we are, Jeremy, said, Jeremy, get up and push those branches down. We've got more to get on. And up the tree, green ants in my eyes and hot and sweaty and chainsaw in my hand. And he's like, no. Uh, what do you mean, no? Get up on there and push them down. And I could just tell he was just not going to do it. You know, it was like, no, I'm not doing that. And for whatever reason it was, I don't even know. I'd imagine it would be the billions of green ants on there, so I actually understand. (laughs) But you know when you're up in a tree and hot and sweaty and green ants all over yourself? You just don't understand. You're just like, man, you just need to get up there. And I said it again. I said, Jeremy, get up on there and squash them down. And he goes, no. And I was like, right, that's it. And I uh, put my chainsaw down and I started climbing down. And one of my friends, he goes, it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. I'll get up. And he got up and I sort of calmed down a bit. And I was like, so angry. Because I thought, you just didn't want to do it because you just didn't want to do it. And another day, one of our other, other workers asked him to move a truck. He says, oh, can you move the truck over here? And he didn't want to do it. So to get the branches, so it would just be easier to do it. So... Rather than doing the job, they started <laughs> having a fight. It's not always fighting in tree-lopping world, but I'll tell you what, there's a lot of it. Um, heat, green ants, blokes, sweat, you get it. And he just wouldn't move it again. Next minute, he's like, no, nah, I'm not moving the truck. Throws the keys into this massive pile of branches <laughs> and no one else could move it and just stormed off. 
And I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure that was his last day. (laughs) (laughs) He was stubborn, didn't want to do it. But it was like that in so many different areas of his life. Great guy. But there was something about him that just did not want to change. And the Bible talks about stubbornness being a little bit like stiff-necked. You know, it's like, I'm just not going to move. And if you've ever had a horse or a donkey or an animal, a big animal, when you're trying to move them and they don't want to move, you understand what stiff neck means. It's like you're just pulling them, but their neck's just like not moving. They're, they're just stuck where they are. They're not moving for anything. Imagine that being you. Imagine that you're actually stubborn. Imagine that you're actually stiff-necked and you've got God trying to work in your heart to bring change in your life because he can see the way that you're going is not really good for you. Imagine that, that God's trying to work on your heart, your life, to change something in your relationship, to, to change your workplace, to get you out of trouble and you're just not listening. I don't think it'd be something new. In fact, I think, you know, there's an awful lot of people sitting here this morning and probably one person standing on the stage at the moment that they could attest to the fact that at times you're just stubborn. And we're not talking about steadfast, you know, because we can often throw that into the mix. No, I'm not stubborn, I'm steadfast, you know. I just um, got my principles and I'm standing by them, which is actually a good thing. What I'd like to address today in us is to just start to think, am I stubborn in some areas in my life? Are there areas in my life where I refuse to be humbled, where I refuse to to let myself actually be less and God be more? Now, I just want to let you into a little bit of a secret. That even when you're stubborn, God is going to bless you. However, there will be a time when that grace just seems to run out. Let's have a look at Deuteronomy 9, verse 6. You must recognise that the Lord your God is not giving you this good land because you are good, for you are not. You're a stubborn people. This is what God was saying about the Israelites when they moved out and they're going into that promised land. He was saying, you know what? It's not because you're good people that I'm working in your life. It's because I'm a good God. I'm the one who makes the difference in your life. It's not you. And you know what? You can sometimes think and be mistaken to think that it doesn't matter how I act because God still blesses me. And you know what? That is so true in so many ways. You think about the blood of Jesus Christ that washes you and cleanses you from all sin. It's not anything that you did. But God forgave you, even when you were a sinner, even when you were his enemy, he sent Jesus to die for you. So it's no surprise to us that just because things are going really, really well doesn't mean that I'm really, really good. What it shows to me is that God is actually really, really good. And as you just read in that verse there, it's like, well, it's not, you're actually stubborn people. You actually don't have it all together. There's areas in your life that need changing. And for us, when we walk into Christ, there's areas of our life where God is saying, you need a change. There's the way that you treat people that needs to change. 
There's your thought pattern that needs to change. There's your obedience to the word of God that needs to change. And we all know that so many times we can walk out and, and, and do things against what God wants us to do, and yet somehow God's blessing still comes. Don't be fooled by that. It's just because of God's grace. In fact, God warns us very strongly. He says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, he will reap. Don't fool around with God. Stop thinking that I can still be who I want to be. I can be stubborn and not change my ways because I can see God's blessing me. Of course, he is. He's a good God. And his grace is covering you. But don't be fooled. And I think this is one of the, the great dangers that we have, is that we can be fooled. We're like, man, you know what? Oh, I know God says don't, you know, don't sleep around, but I'm still sleeping around, yet I still feel God's grace in my life, and I feel his peace, and, and so it must be all right. Don't be fooled. God is not mocked. If you're going to sow to the flesh, you will reap from the flesh corruption eventually. Well, it's okay, I can still treat my, my wife, my husband, my kids, my parents this way. It's okay, I still feel like God loves me. I, I still feel something in my life. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. There is a price to pay eventually for what you're doing. In fact, look at what Proverbs twenty-eight fourteen says. Blessed are those who fear to do wrong, but the stubborn are headed for serious trouble. What a warning to us. Don't be stubborn. You're headed for serious trouble. And we're going to talk about stubbornness in a minute, what it really means. Now, the very worst thing that can happen, and I just want to, want to show you this in Psalm 81, verse, what is it, 9 and 10, I think. Uh, 10 to 12. For it was I, the Lord your God, who rescued you from the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I fill it, will fill it with good things. But no, my people wouldn't listen. Israel did not want me around, so I let them follow their own stubborn desires, living according to their own ideas. And Jeremiah 7:24. But my people would not listen to me. They kept doing whatever they wanted. Following the stubborn desires of their evil hearts, they went backward instead of forward. There's a price that, that is to pay for stubbornness, for not listening to God, for not following him. And you know what the worst thing is? That there comes a point, it seems, that God just says, okay then, you think you're so hot? You think you're so good? You think you've got it all together? You're just going to continue to do what you want? Welcome to your life. And from that point on, it's like this covering leaves us and things change. Stubbornness is this, this something in us that, that wants to be so selfish, that wants our own rights and our own ways met. Stubbornness is not, like I said, faithfulness. Stubbornness is not steadfastness. Stubbornness is doing what you want to do even when you know it's wrong or even when you know it's going to lead to a bad outcome. You're going to keep doing it. How many friendships have you lost because you are just too stubborn? How many fights have you had in marriage because you're just too stubborn? 
You want things to go your way and you are standing firm on that. You are not being shaken. Despite the evidence to the contrary, I am going to still believe and follow my own way. Why are we so stubborn? Well, I think this is the first reason we don't want to look stupid. I don't want to look stupid. I don't want people to think that that I am wrong in what I think. I don't want to let people think that I'm wrong. You see, what can happen is when we're stubborn people is we become so full of ourselves. That to actually change our mind means that we admit that we are wrong. And if we admit we're wrong, it shows that we are weak. And also, we lose control of a situation. All of a sudden, I can't control this situation like I wanted because if everyone just followed what I want, things would be all right because I have control. A controlling husband, a controlling wife, controlling kids, controlling parents, controlling leaders, controlling bosses. Let's do it my way. And I'm not saying that we don't stand up for what is right, what is true, what is good, what is holy. But what I'm saying is that sometimes we need to really think about why we are doing what we're doing. What is the motive behind it? Is it that I don't want everybody else to look at me and now I look stupid because I've changed my mind? As if changing your mind is something to be afraid of. In fact, isn't that what God calls us to, to change the way we think? That you know the way that you were going before you met Jesus Christ was not the right way and repentance is all about changing your mind and the way you do things, the way you treat people, the way you interact, the way you obey and honour him. The Israelites were so bad in this way, but we're probably no better. In Exodus, it talks about that story of them coming out of slavery into the promised land. And throughout it, that God said, you guys are stubborn. When he gave them the Ten Commandments, the very first thing they're doing is while God's on the mountain with Moses, they're down there partying. They're throwing all their gold into the fire and apparently a golden calf just popped out. And they're worshipping it. They're going, we want to worship another God. And God said, you are so stubborn. I'm going to destroy you. He said to Aaron, I'm going to destroy you, which was Moses' brother-in-law. I'm going to destroy you. But thank God for Moses, the man who stood in the way and said, no, don't God. These are your people. And Moses told the Israelites that. He said, listen, God was going to destroy you, but I stood in the way. I was someone who stood in the way of you. And, and this is something that we also need to take hold of if we are not a stubborn person. Pray for people. Pray that God's mercy will be upon them. Pray that his grace would be upon them. Pray that God would move in their life. Because it's very easy to go the other way and be up the top of a tree and want to throw a chainsaw at someone's head. (laughs) I would never do that. (laughs) Might accidentally drop it. No, (laughs) not at all. But stubbornness, 
How many times have you been in a situation where you don't change your mind, you don't want to admit you're wrong and you need to change? And obviously, the very worst thing is when we don't change for God, when we continue to live the way that we have lived, we don't be obedient to him. Let me ask you this. Are there times when you think God is telling me something, but you go exactly the opposite? God is telling me to apologize. Well, that's it, I'm not going to. God is telling me to change the way I speak to people. I'm sarcastic and mean and cutting. I'm not going to change. You see, why it's not like steadfastness, stubbornness is firstly this is terrible because it ignores the truth. It ignores the truth. Facts matter little. God's word matters nothing at all. And we just ignore it. Secondly, it panders to our own desires. How do I know I'm being stubborn, not steadfast? You're in it for yourself. You're in it for yourself. You're there to prove a point. How many people are out there in life trying to prove a point? You know, I'm going to be a success at business to prove a point to that person. But why are you doing that? You know, I'm going to push into God and let, and let God be good and be. I'm going to go so far in, in the church and in, in Jesus to prove them wrong. Why are you trying so hard to prove everyone wrong? Why don't you just relax and please God instead? I've met so many people who will say that I'm going to show them. I'm going to be a success to show them. That shows them nothing. Proves nothing. All it proves is that there's something inside of you that you will push through anything, any pain, just sacrifice family, sacrifice friendships, for the point of being a success to prove somebody else wrong. It panders to your own desires. I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them. I'm not going to talk to them for a week. I'll show them. They shouldn't have treated me that way. I'll show them. They've said sorry to me. I don't care. I'm going to show them. I don't care if their heart was right. I'm going to show them. It lets sin in, regardless of the consequences. When you are stubborn, you will allow sin to run your life and ruin your life. Because stubbornness does not have thought for anything. Stubbornness does not have, have a good good mind at all. It's a, it's a mind that is all about blindness. I don't care. I am blind to anything and I am going to remain stubborn. And so what will happen in your life if you continue in this way, which is exactly what happened to the Israelites, it's exactly what happens in our own life, that you follow after the path of being disobedient to God and eventually your stubbornness leads to consequence. And it damages everything. And I'm going to prove it. 
I'm going to show my wife. I'm not going to talk to her. Why is she taking me to divorce court? I don't get it. Why am I losing my family? Why is another man raising my kids? I don't get it. If only they'd done what I said, it would have been all right. If only they'd listened to me. Sin is so damaging. Sin is powerful in all the wrong ways. Sin is described as darkness because that's exactly what it is. So here we are, Romans 2.5, just to show you this. Because you are stubborn and refuse to turn from your sin, you're storing up terrible punishment for yourself for a day of anger is coming when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. And I'm not saying anything that anyone's going to cop anything right now, but what I'm saying is take thought. Think about your life. Is this something that you want to happen to you? That you're stubborn, you refuse to turn from your sin? Are you storing up a punishment for yourself? And that is those people sometimes who are walking through life that don't know Jesus, but they understand Jesus is the way. They know he is the truth and he is the life, yet they still refuse to come to him. I am stubborn and I'm not coming. In Acts 7, 51, look at this. You stubborn people, you're a he- you're, you are heathen. Deaf to, the truth, deaf to the truth. Must you forever resist the Holy Spirit? That's what your ancestors did and so do you. You see, God is so graceful, and I'm just going to talk to you the answer right now for what God has for you. Because there is an answer for you to get rid of stubbornness in your life. Number one, stop resisting the Holy Spirit. When God's talking to you, open your ears. This is what he's saying, that the people... The Israelites, they refused to listen. They kept walking in their own way. They were on their way to the promised land. Don't be like them. Don't resist the Holy Spirit. When he talks to you, begin to obey in every single way. When he shows you something, like how many, how many of us even are like this? You know, I should pray every day. I feel like God's telling me to pray every day, but I'm too stubborn. I've got other things to do. I need to get more into the word, but I'm too stubborn. Now, people might say, oh, you're too slack. But what it is, is that refusal to change what you're doing. People have plenty of time for other things. So how do we do that? How do we we stop this stubbornness? Let's have a look at Psalm 78, verse 7 and 8. So each generation should set its hope in you on God, not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his commands. Then they will not be like their ancestors, stubborn, rebellious and unfaithful, refusing to give their hearts to God. Firstly, set your hope anew on God. You know, there's times in your life where it seems like God becomes that second thought, not in front of you. God says this, Can you just set your mind on me for a minute? You've forgotten me. We've all done it, haven't we? People often talk about, you know, the dry times, you know, where it just seems like God's not there. Well, that's 
not true. He's always there. But what can happen in our life is that we forget who God is. We forget to set our hope anew on God. We even forget that we have hope in God, that the, the situation that we're facing right now can change and will change if we trust in him. Secondly, don't forget his glorious miracles. What has he done in your life before? It's been a time in my life when, when God changed it. Everyone has that story who is born again. Whether there was a hopeless situation and God did something, whether it was in healing, whether it was in a relational thing, whether it was in your emotional needs, whatever it might be, there was a healing. Number three, begin to obey his commands. But I don't think you can really begin to obey his commands unless you've already set your hope on God. Unless you remember how good he is, the miracles that he's done, the, 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 the faith that, that he's given you, the grace that he's shown you. And lastly, I don't think you can do it without God working in you. In fact, I know it. And here's a promise to you that we're going to look at. It applies to you. Because we all know that we cannot do things in our own strength, right? So Neil's up there banging on about stubbornness, but I'm just feeling like I can't change. You know, my heart is a little hard. I don't feel like it. I don't have the strength to do it. I actually don't have the will to do it. I don't have the determination to do it. And sometimes we just feel like our heart it's so hard and so far from God. You want to know some good news? God changes your heart. It's him. He works in you. He changes you. And this is the great and glorious gospel that we live in, that it wasn't by our own good works that we are saved, it was by his it's not by our good works we're made righteous. It's by the works of Christ and belief in him. Let's have a look at Ezekiel. Firstly, chapter 11. Verse 19 and 20. And I will give them singleness of heart and put a new spirit within them. I will take away their stony, stubborn heart and give them a tender, responsive heart so that they will obey my decrees and regulations and they will truly be my people and I will be their God. Ezekiel 36, verse 26 and 27. And I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart and I will put my spirit in you so that you can follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. Can you see what that's saying? That this is about God doing a work inside of you and when you have a stubborn, stony heart, what's God saying to you? Come to me. You're not going to fix it. In fact, it's me, God, who's going to put a new spirit in you. The Holy Spirit. It's me, God, who's going to take your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. It's me, God, that's going to put this spirit in you so you can obey my regulations and my commandments, so you can actually live the way that I want you to live. 
Can you see how much this is not a work of us? Why do I obey God? Because God put his spirit in me so that I can obey him. Why do I have a soft heart? Because God took out my heart of stone, my stubbornness, my pride, my arrogance, my stubbornness, and he put in me a different heart that is tender, that is kind, that is loving. This is a promise not just to the people back then, but it's to me and it's for the generations to come, that if we can trust God and come to him, he can do this work in us. What a blessing for the Christian, right? Oh God, I can't do it. You're right, you're really, really hopeless. But guess what? I can do it. And I am going to do it. I'm going to take your stony heart. I'm going to make you have a heart of flesh. God, I can't obey you. That's because you need the Spirit to work in your life. It's his gift to you. So this morning, what I want to do is just pray. I'm going to pray over all of us. I'm just going to pray for God's grace to just be released. And I'm going to pray that his Spirit comes alive within us. If that's you this morning, what I want you to do right now is just acknowledge it in your own self because that's the first part of it, to go, you know what, I actually see I need a change. Acknowledge it in yourself. First of all, right now, if that's you, if you look at your life and you're like, man, I'm actually quite stubborn in some areas. You might even be looking and going, I'm actually losing things. I'm losing people because of my stubbornness. And I'm losing relationship with God because I refuse to change. If that's you this morning, what I want you to do is just acknowledge it first of all. The Bible says that if we acknowledge our sin to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Acknowledge it to him right now. Just say it to yourself in your head, God, I can see where I've been missing it. Forgive me. And we're just going to pray because that's going to allow that release of the Spirit to you. The second thing I want you to do, acknowledging where you are. Is we're about to enter into a worship time of singing. While we're singing, what I'd like you to do is this, invite Holy Spirit to come and just touch you. Because this doesn't have to be a lifetime. It can be a moment. When you see what God's written there in Jeremiah, what happens with your heart? You get a transplant. He can take it out in an instant if you surrender to him. Only if you surrender to him. So while you're worshipping, singing, Ask Holy Spirit to come in and begin 
his work in you. So firstly, confess your sin. Ask for forgiveness. Invite Holy Spirit in. Let's just pray for a miracle this morning that the moment you make that decision, you'll feel a change on the inside. Now, it may be that you've never even given your heart to God at all. This morning, I'm just going to give you that opportunity to ask him in. These promises apply to you just as much to a person who's been a Christian for many years. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that he is Lord and you will be saved. It's just the start. That might be you this morning, so I'll pray for you as well. Let's pray. (coughs) Father God, we just thank you that you are faithful and just to forgive us our sin. Lord, whether there's a Christian in here today that's confessing their heart's been wrong towards you or stubborn in any way, Lord, I'm asking you to forgive them now for the words they've spoken, for the way they've acted. Lord, I ask also that you give them the strength to ask for forgiveness where they need it. Lord, for those that have never made a decision for you this morning, I'm praying for them. I pray that they will come alive to you. If that's you this morning, just pray with me now. Father God, I'm so sorry for my sin against you, for actually being stubborn in not coming to you, for wanting to live my own way this morning. I'm asking in the name of Jesus Christ that you'll forgive me of my sin. Send your Holy Spirit to fill my life that from this day on I can live for you because I have this power within to be your witness in this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Now you might want special prayer for something this morning. Here we allow people to come to the front to get prayed for and it might be that you're feeling on the inside I really want to get something prayed for um, but you're a bit nervous just push past that hey push past that stubbornness of what people might think and just come up and we'll pray because God wants to meet your needs and he wants you to meet him